from my apartment in Fort Greene, Brooklyn, I'm Adam Teeter. From my apartment in Jersey City, I'm Erica Ducey. And in my house in Seattle, Washington, I'm Zach Jabal. And this is the Vine Pair Podcast. And uh, guys, before we kick off today's topic, um, which I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped to talk about because I think we all have some experience of uh, social drinking in times of Corona now, uh, online, basically. Um, I do want to shout out uh, the the podcast Corona Conversations that we're dropping basically uh, as often as possible, at least three coming out this week. Um, if you're just listening to the podcast today, you hopefully heard um, yesterday's really interesting interview with Esther Mobley um, of San Francisco Chronicle. That was a super fascinating interview, Zach. Um, I Thank really you. enjoyed that. And then uh, coming up this week is going to be two more people we're talking to, Raj Parr um, and then Paul Maybray, um, both. So, so we're focusing a little bit more on the West Coast. Um this week, but we're gonna we're gonna hit up some people next week as well. Uh, I've already got on deck a conversation with the team behind the really successful wine bar in New York City, Ruffian. They also own the restaurant Kindred, and they also have just recently opened a dive bar um, where they're doing like really cool dive bar esque foods with then like really crazy wines and stuff. So like sort of hear what what's happening to them, uh, what they're thinking now as a business that was clearly really growing pretty quickly right before Corona, and now. How they're sort of scaling back and what that means and how you know how it's affecting their employees and stuff like that. So we got a lot of that stuff coming uh, in the future. If there's anyone else you think we should talk to, um, please drop us a line podcast at vinepair.com with your thoughts. As always, as well as a bunch of you have been emailing in recently to to tell us you really appreciate the additional episodes, things to listen to. Um, please let us know any of your thoughts. Right, if you have anything that sort of is moving you that is affecting you during this time, um, you want us to talk about it please again, email us at podcast at vinepair.com. Um, you know, and, and let's all get through this, this whole thing together. Uh, isn't that right guys? Absolutely. Oh, for sure. And then one other thing, uh, we got to mention before, um, we get too deep in this podcast, which is, um, Erica, you're probably gonna remember better than me, but our marketing team is going to be featuring, um, what people are drinking basically on our social media channels, specifically Instagram stories over the next few weeks. So as loyal listeners to the podcast, we'd love for you to snap a pic of yourself um, drinking whatever you are drinking in these uh, Corona times, either send it to us at podcast at probably the easiest, or you can tag your photo uh, at VinePair if you want to post it on Instagram first. Um, and we're going to try to share as many of those over the coming weeks, just to, again, Show we're all in this together. So if you got a great wine that you discovered that you want to uh, shout out to, if you've got a cocktail you've been making, even better if you've got a cocktail you've been making and you want to not only send it to us but share the recipe for that cocktail, we'd love to share that on uh, Instagram stories as well. So just whatever you are all up to, we would love to see what you're doing. So guys, how are you doing? Zach, you first. Oh, me first. Okay. Uh, you know, doing doing okay. It's, uh, I mean, you know, I'll save the sort of um, complaining for never because ne- all of us are in the same boat i will say that the thing that's been really interesting to me on a on a drink specific um thing in this in this period of time is i, I and adam i think you can you can probably talk about this because i just happened to notice on uh, instagram that you guys are getting into the rosé tasting and I, I found myself really like missing rosé it's been a, nicer in seattle than it, i think has been in new york and i was like man i I was like, just it, we're getting to the point in the year when I would be buying, would have been buying rosé normally, and but I don't have much of it. I don't keep a lot around the house over the winter, um, and and I was like, man, you know, the last couple of days it's been nice out, and and it's just like the the 
184,000th thing on my list of things that I miss, but I was like, man, I really wish I could just like go to the store, get a nice cold bottle of like 2019 rosé, something super fresh. And uh, I guess I technically still could, but it, 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 the sort of, um, unadulterated pleasure that I've taken in that time and in those first few uh, rosés of the year, I, I'm unfortunately unable to get. But some very thoughtful uh, friends of mine in the wine industry have sent me a few, uh, have told me they have some bottles in the in the mail for me. So I will keep an eye out for that. And uh, maybe I'll uh, post on Instagram and tag Vine Pair and you all can see what rosé I'm drinking. That would be dope. You know, I, I feel that. I feel that. What about you, Erica? How you doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm doing all right, but hey, I got to say, living in the New York area in a tiny apartment when you're cooped inside with two kids and a husband in what, about 800 square feet or so is, is no treat. So I know that there's a lot of listeners all around the country who are probably in very similar circumstances and just know that we're with you. It is a really sucky time for everyone. And I think, you know, one one of the things we can do is just look for small projects that are going to help us take our mind off of this self-isolation that we are experiencing uh, later in the week on vinepair.com. We'll be posting some cocktail projects that you can do over the weekend that are simple hacks and tips and tricks to make your afternoon cocktails a little bit um, more fun and in-depth. So everything from oleosaccharum to uh, we'll probably be talking about how to make bitters, a couple other things. We were just brainstorming this morning. So I think anything that you can do for a little bit of an escape is uh, the thing to the thing to get on your calendar. Um, as we discussed before, one of the hardest things to do for a lot of people working from home is just turning off and feeling like you can actually have that escape and that you don't need to be in front of your computer all the time. So we'll be coming up with some tips for that. I dig, I dig. I'm going to share my bathtub gin recipe. Get ready. So uh, what we want to talk about today is this sort of phenomenon that's popped up over the last week, which has been pretty insane, which is um, there's there's a wide variety of things. We all sort of have had experience doing one or two of them, but that's first of all, we all live in Zoom now, um, which is crazy, but that you've had either, you know, cocktail, wine, beer classes pop up. So people in the industry who are, you know, going on to Instagram live or, you know, asking people to join their, their zoom and teaching, uh, classes. I know, uh, Zach, you're doing something a little bit like that with, uh, with wines you're picking and talking about, and then, mm -hmm. you know, having people go back and forth with you, which is cool. Um, we also have, you know, the phenomenon of zoom, uh, happy hours. So people all getting together. I've mostly seen these happening either among really close friend groups or networking. I haven't really seen, um, them happening like sort of from, a I don't know, just, hey, let's all show up at this random place kind of bar setting, if you will. I do know people who are going on dates on Zoom, which is really interesting. Uh, we also had, obviously, the um, the crazy party this weekend uh, run by DJ D-Nice, uh, where he had 100,000 people on his uh, Instagram live, and he DJed a party for basically um, like five hours. And people were literally like sending him via Drizzly and Minibar bottles like you would normally send to a DJ in the DJ booth. Um, but, you know, he had tons of celebs that joined the Instagram live. He had Michelle Obama join the Instagram live um, and sort of like just be there partaking. People saying it was like the best club they'd ever been to, which was pretty crazy. And then you have people, you know, getting together for game nights and stuff like that. Um, so I want to talk about all that uh, today sort of as a way to, to find some sort of social outlet. Cause I think, you know, obviously it's, it, it, 
everyone being alone and drinking alone is fine, right? In these times, right? If you need to have a glass of wine at the end of the day, we totally hear you. But drinking together is a lot more fun. So uh, ways that we can sort of all have some sort of communal experience while we are uh, all in this sort of isolation as we are socially distancing is amazing. So Zach, what's up, man? Like how, how have these classes been? What made you decide you wanted to do it? What are you doing? Tell us. Well, so for me, I think the the impetus was twofold. One was, you know, um, I was I, my a lot of my function in my uh, restaurant job was was wine education, and it's something I I really love and, and education around uh, drinks in general. And I was missing it, and I was trying to think about, okay, well, you know, what can I do? And it just sort of made sense to me to think about trying to take some of that um, and and put it online, and and to say, you know for me it was it was kind of this question of okay how would it, what would a format make what kind of format would make sense and so to me uh, at least so far what's made sense is is to not do um something like a like a happy hour or zoom where it's a multiple people kind of video chatting it's more me live streaming and and then trying to take questions um or comments from the people who are watching and and i think the the hard part for me is um despite what you all might think it's actually a little bit weird to sit in front of my computer and just talk at it for for half an hour or so, um, even though I'm used to really? teaching classes and, and a lot of it, I know, right? Um, I think it's not being able to see the the looks of um, you know either interest or boredom, depending on the on the faces of the people I'm teaching. Um, but so far, it's been it's been pretty cool. Um, I it's it was it was interesting. I started with um, with a wine that is sort of uh, I think a great kind of entry point for a lot of this, which is um, sparkling wine by Gruet, uh, producer in New Mexico, and and I and I like to highlight that wine because I think it's this great example of like the the cool things that are happening in American wine, American sparkling wine. It's made in New Mexico, which you know we don't think of as a wine place outside of Gruet, really, and also just like everyone needs a, a, a more encouragement to open bottles of sparkling wine. It's, it's real affordable. I think the bottle I opened was like 14 bucks at the grocery store. So it's not like someone picking up a bottle is going to be a huge issue. And, and so what I tried to do in putting this um, idea together was to send out a list of, of bottles that people could theoretically um, find relatively easily in their grocery store or um, in another setting. And then um, could basically, you know, kind of, um, open along with me if they want, or if they find something similar and want to open it. Um, and just talk about it, talk about, you know, sort of what's going on in the wine, a little bit about the the producer or the place it's from, um, talk a little bit about foods that go with it. Um, and yeah, just, you know, again, have a, have content that is um, as much as possible, you know, acknowledges the circumstance we're all in, but isn't dwelling on it. Because I think, you know, one thing that, that we're finding in all this is that once you get past that initial sort of period of like, I am, you know, uh, just dealing with the shock to the to my life in the system, you kind of, you kind of have to move into a phase where there are things that you do that you enjoy, and whether that's you know happy hours with friends or um, you know a big you know hundred thousand person uh, Instagram dance you know dance club or classes. Um, I'm I'm hopeful that for for the people who um, follow along that it's you know it's a break a little bit from the not just the stress of of work if you're still working, but also you know the stress of a very scary situation. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for for me, I think, you know, I was running one of these uh, on Friday with some friends, one in San Francisco and one in Australia. So we had, for me, it was actually happy hour time, 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. And uh, for my friend in San Francisco, it was uh, afternoon, afternoon tea. And then for our friend in Australia, it was a brunch sort of cocktail thing. So I think one of the one of the things we can do is just, you know, try to think of, hey, kind of the time and space component of 
cocktail parties is changing. So we can reach out to our far flung friends uh, easier than ever before. And this is the time to do it. And maybe that feels uh, like, you know, kind of a kind of a treat, you know, treat uh, reaching out and getting connected with your friends that you may not be in touch with all the time since, hey, we're all virtual at this point. So it's sort of the small silver lining of this thing. Everyone now is virtually connected anywhere in the world. So let's let's use it and try to have a bit of fun with it. Um, I mean, another thing, you know, it's not just it's not just having fun. It's also um, kind of doing good. So one of the fun things I've seen is uh, like Belinda Chang, for example, who's a sommelier and event producer in Chicago. She is doing nightly happy hours uh, and then did this fun par uh, party on Sunday that was boozy brunch with Belinda. And so there's a guest uh, at every one of these events who is a sommelier or a bartender who's been laid off from their job. And they come on and talk and um, chat about their recommendations and so forth. And so at the Sunday brunch, Belinda had 100 attendees and they raised $1,000. And this person essentially got a shift out of this uh, boozy brunch. So I think those sorts of um, ways that we can come together and have uh, an experience where we're also acknowledging and recognizing and helping out someone in the industry is is another good way to use these experiences. Those are cool. Yeah, I, I definitely think I've um, I've enjoyed connecting with old friends on it. What I haven't loved are these like sort of forced networking happy hours that I see that have been popping up a lot, like on Zoom, for example. Like those to me have felt really really inauthentic. If it makes sense, like. I'd rather just connect with like one of you guys over, you know, FaceTime or, Hey guys, I brought back house party. House party is the best app ever right now. Um, if you're unfamiliar with it, you just download it. Your friends can all have a house party. You can crash someone's house party. It's really fun. I'm really into those. So a lot of these, it, it felt like it feels like almost immediately, like we had this great idea and then like all these brands started doing them. And that I haven't loved personally. Like the ones by the brands has felt like kind of forced and always not what you expect, right? You have like this big brand, whether it's a media company or a, uh, you know, Adidas or whatever, doing some big happy hour. And like, there's not as many people there as you think would be there. And everyone's kind of networking. You also don't know everyone. Those I haven't dug. Um, I felt like those were kind of weird. I think when they come from individual people, they they still feel super authentic, right? So coming from someone like Belinda is amazing. And when it goes to a good cause, I'm much more willing to do it, right? So that's what I also would like. I think I think part of the reason that they felt kind of weird to me recently is like a lot of them feel forced and like just for the gain of that organization, if it makes sense, right? So like they're not going to any charities, right? It's just like, hey, come do this with us because we're this, you know – we're this really cool company. Like, let's, why don't you meet and network and like get to know a bunch of other entrepreneurs or whatever. And that's kind of bothered me. Like it should have been, it should be something like, Hey, like we're going to do this networking thing. By the way, we'd like everyone to give $5 or $10 and we're going to use it to support a local restaurant or a local bar um, or just a local business in general. And so I think like though that's what, what no one's doing yet that I would like to see happen in the next week is more of those. Um, because if not, those feel like not the thing I'm willing to join. But like the game nights, I'm really into. The game nights have been super fun. Well, I'm wondering, you know, 
I think all three of us as people who are married might not be thinking about this, but, but, you know, one of the things that that's true is that bars in particular weren't, you know, I mean, it's changed obviously a lot in, in the land and world of online dating, but, but I'm wondering, you know, like, are people, are people using, you know, zoom or whatever to like, you know, go out like in a, in a, in a, not in a like connect with old friends sense. And, and the real question I have is, have any of either you seen anything about like what I imagine some combo of like, an online happy hour plus chat roulette where you get like thrown in with random strangers who are like, you know, looking to make a connection. I don't know. Someone out there should do that if they're not already. I mean, I definitely have friends who are going on like dates on zoom, um, which I think is like really funny and cute. Um, and like, they've been like, look, it's like, it's a way to still meet people um, and have like these one-on-one connections with them while you're working from home which I think is awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't know if there's there to me, isn't an app yet that I've heard of. Cause yeah, you're right. Like one of the, one of the cool things about going out is you can kind of just like randomly meet people. And I do understand that's why people are also pushing the, like these networking sessions on zoom, zoom. Cause they're like, look, like I used to go out to the bar and like network to get clients or whatever. And now I, I'm not able to do that for the next few months, but that feels a little bit weirder to me than, you know, what we already have, which is that people can match on Tinder, et cetera, and then just set up a Zoom call instead of a real dinner and at least get to know someone for the next 30 to, minutes to an hour. Um, and the friends that I know that are doing it, so like it, at least this weekend, we're like, oh, it was, you know, it was still fulfilling. I still felt like I got to meet someone. I'm moving my life forward, right? As opposed to just saying like, oh, shit, there's going to be, you know, X number of weeks or months where like I'm not going to go out on dates and that's not what I'm into right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's going to be tough, especially for people who are living alone. Um, I mean, I think, you know, we, we published uh, last uh, Friday, we published a story about tips for if you are going to host some of these parties and uh, maybe, maybe now would be a good time to go into some of those. Um, So we, you know, the first thing I think that we all recognize is we've all been doing these uh, virtual happy hours and so forth is, you know, pick, pick a software. So Zoom, I think, is the one that uh, I've universally heard to have the best experience. Skype, FaceTime, Google Hangouts. Um, I've been on a couple of those and those have been skipping. So, you know, watch out for that. Totally. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, another thing is choose a theme. Like uh, at one of mine, I was talking about doing riffs on a martini. So um, there's this martini at a bar I Wait, love in Seattle did, called Cannon. You did a happy hour? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't get invited? Uh, <laughs> I didn't know Next about, I didn't know about the happy hour. Next time. All right. This is some, this is some bullshit. <laughs> so like now I'm learning about all this stuff. Like I didn't know Eric was doing happy hours. Zach, did you get an invite? I, uh, I did not. This is like, man, this is like going back to college, like all the cool parties I didn't get invited to. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, all right. Well, okay. Ugh. You know what? So I'm going to do another martini happy hour. I'm going to commit to it here. And I think one fun way to use this would be, uh, so for example, at Canon in Seattle, a bar that I love, probably Zach loves. I, I was trying to do a riff on this martini that they do. Um, it's it's kind of crazy. It's called the Annie Martini. It's a famous martini where they do oyster shell infused gin. They do a mezcal rinse. They have applewood smoked salt. It's all this sort of crazy detail. But I actually was playing around with it this weekend and trying to make a home version of it. And I think getting people to 
get together, you know, talk about the different riffs that they're doing. If they're working on their martini, I think that'd be really fun. And then we can do a virtual tip jar for Canon, um, which can go through a, a platform like GoTipEm or uh, through Venmo. So um, maybe we can even get Jamie Boudreau, the owner of Canon, on with us to talk about that. I think something like that. Choose a theme so that it feels like, you know, you have something to talk about other than this terrible circumstance that we're all having to endure. I think that's, I mean, that's an amazing idea. There's a, there's so many things like that that you can do, right? I think, Adam, I think you and I need to have a uh, battling bourbon versus rye Boulevardier happy hour. Maybe oh my that's God, I'm so, don't you dare do it without me. We, are, we already know which one would win because there's one that's correct and one that is not. <laughs> well, there's a question of whether correct or tastes better is the more important uh, function here. Ooh. All right, folks, wow, it's the, gauntlet, exactly. the gauntlets are being thrown down. Well, I was going to say, Erica, wow, to your exactly. to your point that you were making, though, and I think this is a good one, too. You know, one one slight silver lining in all this is that for people who are interested in sort of home cocktail creation in particular, but but other things, too, you know, we talked about uh, just as a sort of throwaway uh, on a previous episode, home brewing and stuff like that. You know, most of us ha- are spending, obviously, a lot more time at home than we normally do. We have probably more time, in, at least in a you know, maybe not in a given day, but we're able to sort of do these sort of longer term projects. And so now is a great time um, to think about, you know, if you're going to start doing some infusions, you're going to make tinctures or bitters, you're going to make oyster shell gin, um, which now I have to try because uh, we were just talking, my wife and I were just talking about getting some oysters because that's a thing we miss that we don't, uh, that we usually have out more than we have at home. But, um, you know, that, that's a great, this is the time to to plan ahead with some friends. Maybe you, you all kind of commit to trying to make some of these infusions or, or you know, batch cocktails or whatever and uh and then you can you know you may not be able to uh to taste each other's and see who did the best job but you can at least uh kind of share your experience and 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 again yeah have have some fun and connection and i mean i think that's really what we're all trying to get to in this is really to to find some ways to to keep um those those social connections alive even if we can't be in physical presence with most of the people we care about yeah man you can up your game for later you know so like you perfect it now and you're ready to go later um or look, you can just get together with people and play some games. Like, look, there's people who are actually figuring out how to play beer pong on Zoom, oh which God. is pretty hilarious. Uh, which, you know, look, look, man, if that's the way you want to get together on a Friday or Saturday night, I think that's hilarious. Um, we played Code Names this weekend, um, which was super fun. So we got a bunch of friends together and like one person built the board for those of you uh, who listen to the podcast who play Code, game, code Names. Um, they built the board in their apartment and then Every like the people who were supposed to be the two giving the clues got sent a picture to their phone of like what their clue card looked like. Uh, so you had like a game master, almost like Dungeons and Dragons, but not because I'd never played Dungeons and Dragons. I just heard there's a game master, and then basically like you, we played the game over Zoom for like two hours. It was hilarious. Everyone was like enjoying, you know, drinks. We sort of we sent ahead of time. Uh, I sent some people like some recipes of cocktails that I liked to make that I thought would be easy for them to make during the game. Um, and then, you know, we just went from there and it was, it was a really, really good time. So I think there's a bunch of ways that you can keep connecting with people. Um, there's you know, obviously online games too, that you could play where you could also still be on FaceTime or zoom while you're both playing a game. There's actually a really great game on um, your iPhone called pandemic. I know oh, that no one wants to play a also, game. Also an excellent <laughs> board game itself. Yeah, it is an excellent board game, and it's a collaborative game, which is fun because you're actually not trying to beat people. You're like actually working together to do it. So um, I'm playing that with actually our tastings director, Keith, uh, and his wife, Gina, on Friday, this coming Friday. Um, 
so we've, we've like figured out how to make that work because they love collaborative games um, and they've turned us on to it. But like, I think there's like a lot of ways for people to sort of come together and, and, and be creative. And that's, I think what's made it super fun to watch is like, I think there are some things like I was saying earlier that for me have kind of missed the mark, but then others that have completely hit based on people's creativity. Like who would have known that you would, if someone would ever figure out how to play beer pong on zoom. Yeah. I would have assumed yet, that like, you would need a robot. People did. No, and people did, man. It's crazy. Like one person set up their board at their house. The person set up their board at their house and they were just super honest with each other. That's it's just cool. like really crazy. I love that. I think, okay, so I'm going to ideate here on the fly. All right. So for, and for all the parents out there who are starting to set up virtual play dates with other kids and families, how about this? Uh, Candyland, Sorry, all of those games where you have to move back. That's when you drink. So the parents drink <laughs> and, oh. then, and then and then the kids just keep playing, you know, so maybe you can incorporate some level of uh, a little bit of a happy hour experience to all those play dates that you're getting invited to as well. I think my kids are on one with my husband right now. There you go. Well, I think that's amazing. You might want to make sure he you want to make, <laughs> might want to make sure he's not passed out. Exactly. That's amazing. <laughs> Seriously. Well, guys, I mean, this has been another fun conversation in, in the time of the coronavirus. Um, if you're again listening, if you've been listening throughout the entire episode, please remember to, uh, first of all, check out our chrono conversations that are dropping every, uh, day or so with people in the industry, as well as send us a pic of what you're drinking to either podcast at vinepair.com or to, um, tagging us on Instagram with at vinepair so we can share it in our stories. We would really love to see what you guys are all up to. And with that, we will see everyone here again next week. Sounds great. Take care.